Are you ready to take your child on a journey to discover their Indian roots? Yay! Introducing Chimes, the ultimate audio platform for young minds aged 3 to 15. At Chimes, we believe in the power of storytelling to connect children to their cultural heritage. From captivating folk tales to colorful festivals to mesmerizing history, Chimes brings the rich stories of Indian traditions to life. So connect your child to their Indian roots with us. Download the app today and start the journey. Search Chimes Kids Audio Stories and Podcasts app on Apple or Google Play Store. Chimes, audio that inspires. Manika and welcome to Chimes Radio. Today we are going to talk about yoga. Yoga is a group of exercises which provides mental, physical and spiritual calm to those who practice it. It involves your heart, body and soul. We've seen people who have benefited a lot from yoga and led a happy, healthy life. Introducing yoga to kids is something parents want their children to do in an effective manner. Children are small. They need to be correctly conditioned to get to do yoga nicely. So to talk about it more, we have Daniela Metos here with us. Daniela is a KRS certified Kundalini yoga and meditation expert. She's also a YouTuber and she has also written a book, Satnam, Becoming Your Own Guru. Welcome to Chimes Radio, Daniela. Hi, Monika. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. We are so glad to have you here. Daniela, as we spoke about a while ago, Chimes Radio is a channel for kids. So to start with, firstly, it's a very basic question. Many people want to know this. And for children's benefit, we want to understand the difference between yoga, meditation, and breathing exercises. Yes, a question that not only the little ones perhaps have it, but also grown-ups. <laughs> you know, like, so what is the difference? So, as you said, Manika, yoga is union of body, mind, and soul. And that union, the union can be done in different ways. You can unite your body, mind, and soul through breathing exercises through focus concentration, you know, like meditation, or through, for example, asanas, you know, positions, and many other ways, even like devotion, right? So yoga has many pillars, and one is meditation and focus and concentration, another one is the breathing, another one is the asanas, another one is devotion. So they are all interconnected, one doesn't, uh, the yoga in a way is all of those things, is the breathing, is the focus and concentration, and is also the asanas. And they are also yoga on their own right, on, on, on their own. Breathing long and deep, 
connecting to your physical body, calming your mind and connecting to your heart, you're doing yoga. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And it indeed is a splendid answer to what I wanted to ask for children. Another thing, kids, you know, they are... Uh, very naughty some of them some of them are notorious some of them are quiet so they are all different natures we can find in kids so what exactly should be an ideal age for a child to start yoga and meditation so there is no right or wrong answer for this one i think it will depend on the household as well and i will give you a few examples Yesterday, I received a phone call from a mother who never has done yoga, but has two children, 11 and 13, who keep asking her for yoga classes. So they're going to become like my private students, you know, because the mom doesn't want them to go to a studio or anything. She wants something like for them only, right? So this is an example of children who want to do yoga for one reason or another. They have this curiosity but the household doesn't practice or perhaps doesn't have the time to practice. So they take them somewhere and they're starting at the age of 11 and 13. And that's fine. Um, another example is my household. I have two children. Uh, Mateo is five, Isabella is seven. And I started practicing yoga when Mateo was a baby, like when he was born. So Mateo, for instance, has seen me practicing my sadhana, which is my morning um, practice or even during the day because when he was little I wasn't waking up at five in the morning like I do now you know but nevertheless Mateo only knows me by practicing yoga in my life so he is the type of child that when he wakes up early in the morning he knows I'm in my yoga room he knows I am practice he comes he downs next to me and sometimes he practices and copied me there is no right ideal age I think the parents um, will have and will eventually notice that is yoga for the kids or not, or the kids will ask. Or, for instance, in this pandemic that we are all currently living through, if you're noticing that your child is becoming a little bit more stressed, overwhelmed, you know, can't sleep properly, yoga can be a great way to introduce, um, to give the child tools to manage their own stress. Because, and just giving a, an example here, Manika, but I came into yoga because I had uh, a serious uh, chronic pain, right? And when I understood that my body was literally co uh, complaining because it was so disconnected, the body, mind, the soul, that I was in so much pain, you know, that when I realized that and I found myself doing great once I start having a routine of, of yoga in my life I was like oh why wasn't I told that before <laughs> you know so to follow a class that is a regular class you know I would say probably three four years old when they can start following steps but even when they are very little like Mateo that have a mom that practice yoga just let them watch so there is no idea ages it depends as each case is different Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, what do you think is the biggest challenge when you teach yoga to children or meditation for that matter? Because kids like to go here and there. They tend to be yes. from on one place and suddenly on the other place. So how to make them sit and focus? Right. So we need to go in the pace of the child. 
you cannot get a five years old to sit down and do a 12 minutes meditation, right? You need to build upon. So I would say, you know, when they start three, four years old, let's say that they start, you know, the parents decides to, to start at that age, um, make it fun. Uh, one way is a lot of the asanas are based in animals. You know, we have the cobra pose, you know, we have the eagle. Um, I know they are all translations from Sanskrit, but that's how we, we do translate them in, in from, to, to animal pose, most, a lot of them. So, and those that are not animal poses, you can just create a name, you know, to make it interesting because when they are little, especially um, up to nine years old, I would make, um, I would create stories, you know, like, oh, we are in a field and we needed to ride our horses. And now everybody closes your eyes. And then I would teach the movement, for instance, a spinal flex, you know, and we would be doing, you know, as if we were a horse in the field, you know, so I would make stories and each exercise perhaps lasted 30 seconds. You know, if they get used to, then you can increase the amount of time. But I would make it definitely dynamic. Let them use their creativity. Perhaps even tell them, what does this look like? Is this like a horse or perhaps a, a dinosaur for Mateo a lot of times? So I would definitely try to bring this uh, imagination to it. You know, create different names. We don't need to be attached to the proper names and teach to the kids. Um, the other thing is I would make shorter, uh, each exercise would be um, a shorter amount. So a session of yoga for a three, four years old could be as quick as 15 minutes. And, and then when you do breathing exercise for kids, especially when they are below nine, you know, anything between four or five, I use actually the stuffed animals. I like to bring the stuffed animals to yoga. I put them in the belly, for instance, to teach breathing. Right. So because the biggest problem with breathing that we have as a as as a human society is that most of us breathe incorrectly. Right. My yoga teacher used to say nine people, every 10 people breathe wrong. We breathe too shallow. So one way to teach and is a very beneficial for the children to learn how to breathe properly is how you do a long, deep breath. And, and the way I teach is. Lay down, belly up, get your get a stuffed animal. Doesn't have to be big. Something that can stay in the right on top of the belly bottom of the child. And then you say inhale and make the mountain go up and the animal go up in your belly. Exhale, the mountain goes down and the little stuffed animal goes down. So we do. We start doing three full cycles. So inhale and exhale one. Inhale, exhale two. But very slow. Um, and eventually they get good at it. They can manage to stay in that position. And we do, we go from three long, deep, um, breathing cycles to up to 15, you know, and this is going to be already like a three minutes exercise, you know, mm -hmm. if you do it and, um, the other way to teach breathing for younger kids below nine, especially is to get literally a cup of water, a straw. 
and teach them how to, 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 to do bubbles so they learn how to do the exhale. And that makes it interesting to them because which child doesn't want to make bubbles in the cup of water, you know? Exactly, it's and such a playful have... activity. Right, and the exhale is so important, you know, because uh, it's how we release, it's how we let it go, you know? So, so that's another way, as well as um, we play with feathers. We get feathers, you get an animal feather, you know, or even um, uh, something that looks like a feather. And you can um, teach the child to do a strong breath that will actually bend more or less the, 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 the feather as a whole. Or you can do very subtle, quiet breath that we just move the very little thing because the feather towards the end is like stiff at the very bottom which would be close to the skin of the animal it's very it's like almost like a it's very is is not stiff it's very light so if you do a very slow and a very um gentle breath you can only move that part of the feather the lower part so you can be playing you know and all all this eventually takes time and if you do these types of um, interactions with the breath and then some asanas with the name of the animals, you can easily get to a practice of 15, 20 minutes for a very young child. And it will be all fun. That, that certainly will be. And like when we talk about the breathing exercises, to what extent can we do that? Uh, where can it become a little strenuous for the child and we must stop, you know, give them, uh, let them relax. That's what I yes. wanted to ask. So there are so many types of breathing we can do, but until the child reaches puberty, until they become a, officially a teenager, I would really just work long and deep breath. So you might work at the bubbles and make an exhale a little longer, or you can, you know, um, do the stuffed animal, but I would really just be working on the control of the breath from the long and deep Type of breath. I wouldn't do rapid breathing because rapid breathing, like a breath of fire in Kundalini Yoga, is great. It's a cleansing breath, will you know, cleanse your chakras, raise your energy. But we would do that only after you become a teenager. We wouldn't do that. Anybody below 12, 13 years old, we wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that. Okay, is there a specific reason? Uh, I mean, does it strain their physical uh, parts? No, it's more because um, it's more because it's, it's not so much for the lung or anything. It's because until the child reaches puberty, the second chakra energy it's it's quiet, and you don't want to wake it up before actually it's puberty because that's the sexual energy. So when you work breath of fire, you have to pump your belly bottom. And we wouldn't want to do that if it's not yet the mature, the child is not mature for that. Absolutely. And that's that I, I really got the reason why. Oh, oh good. <laughs> right, right. And um, talking about the pandemic that uh, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, pandemic is taking a toll over everyone, especially children. The screen mm -hmm. times have increased because they are uh, they're having online classes and then they they play games, many of them. 
so a lot of screen time is there and there's a lot of stress no peer interaction happening because of that so how does yoga meditation uh, helps a child i mean uh, specifically and the family in general parents and the kids to create that balance hi manika is such a is such a it, we are living through a very unique moment in human evolution and it's full of challenges and my children i'm going to speak i'm going to particularly speak from my experience with my own children my children get irritated if they get too much screen time i cannot let my children so when they were having online classes um i it got to a moment that i told i contacted teachers of my 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 kids and i said Isabel is only doing mornings because if she does morning and afternoon, it just doesn't work, you know. So it was very difficult for us. Um, it's it's important to 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 have opportunity do especially when they don't have that choice because some kids are older and they don't have a choice of not taking the full class, you know. Um, I'll definitely do some breaks, and during those breaks. getting a few practice uh, getting a few exercises literally if you have a 5 minutes between classes if the child can move and do some asanas together with breathing it's going to help because what happens is we get that stimulation from the screen and it end up being unbalanced with the rest of the body and we are not getting also the interaction with the peers so what i kept telling my children Uh, especially when we were very isolated uh those first few months of the pandemic last year i kept telling them that they are their own best friend we need to befriend our soul and i used to tell that to my children you know um because in one way the, that's what the pandemic at least that's how i understand the what the pandemic the purpose one of the purpose of this pandemic is to make us to go within is you know because the pandemic sent us to our home our physical home but another way to interpret that it sent us home within our own heart you know it's an invitation to dive deeper with within our own mind body and soul so i think using even if a few techniques in between classes for kids that are older the mind needs that break the body needs to move right because the body is seated all the time you know and and the soul is 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 starving for connection and it's a great opportunity to reconnect to your own soul so getting to do few exercises in between be breathing or movement exercises you know asanas uh it's important very important to keep the balance that is being broken in a way you know um so even if it's just a few sit down in a cross legged position uh and and do some long deep breathing for older kids uh or put some mantras You know, we have so many beautiful mantras. Thank you to you all. Thank you to India. We have those beautiful powerful sounds, you know. Um take a few moments to sit down and listen to them. 
you know, and uh, to, to, to bring some, some balance. And the other thing I always tell people, and then it's a little bit of more of the astrology side, since we are missing, we have been just, you know, a lot of us in the computer, in the computer, in the computer. Once you learn which elements from the astrology perspective, you more, um, you have a bigger strength. For instance, you know, uh, my husband has fire and water very strong in his chart. So what do we do? We have plants in his office and we open the window all the time because we want to bring the air element in the earth element because that balance. will help in the balance. You know, I have 25% of each. So it's like... It's a perfect balance. It's a perfect balance. So that's why I used him as an example. But And so is my daughter. My daughter is fire and water. So I always have a breeze. I always She always has plants. You know, so that's just another way of trying to make your surrounding more, um, more balanced. Or if you are uh, at home, walk barefoot if possible. You know, during those breaks that you have between classes, literally go to the asanas on the grass if that's possible. And if it's not possible, you know, then, you know, the water sound perhaps is interesting that you can get a little water fountain that makes a little sound, you know, just trying to bring that balance with around you. With the help of nature. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Such an amazing insight. And uh, the last question that I have for you is, um, as a family activity, how can we have yoga and meditation just imbibe it in our life? How can we do that effectively? So the way that works in my family, okay, and that's, um, I guess, the best example I can give you. We do have moments before going to bed that is like our moments. You know, we read together and then uh, we pray together, okay? And then we meditate together. Um, and for the kids in particular, I like a meditation called Kirtan Kriya, you know, which we chant a very simple mantra, but the kids like it. It's also very dynamic. That's another thing about the, the Kundalini Yoga that we like because it is very dynamic. So it's not that you just sit it trying to concentrate, getting a five years old to concentrate, you know, in a breath or in a mantra or whatever. You're moving your fingers, you know. Uh, sometimes there are some other meditations that you literally move your arms. Um, and then we do that before bed, you know. And the other thing that we I like that, that my kids love and have been doing this for years is they go to sleep with a mantra playing very, very, very low. Because when we are going to bed, when we are getting to that stage of where the, the brain waves are slowing down, you, when you are sleeping, you are, you are in a meditation state in a way. So if you just put the mantra very low in a volume that is just possible to hear, the subconscious mind is picking that up. You know, so that's that's how I do it in my house. I guess some other people, if you have opportunity to do during the day, then obviously during the day, uh, you know, or whatever fits your schedule. But having a small routine like that, either putting the mantra or doing the 
or doing the meditation before, you know, and uh, that, that also, that can be a solution. That's, that's perfect. Daniela, thank you so much uh, for giving us this time and your valuable insights. When our parents and the children are going to listen to this, they're going to get a lot of benefit from what we've discussed today. So it was really lovely to have you on Chimes Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Monica, and have a great day. You do have a wonderful day. All of us want a very happy family space, and we really are happy that we got this opportunity to speak to Daniela today. Thank you so much. Have a nice day, and I'll see you soon.